Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. We thank God for being here on today. We thank God. Uh, we started just a little bit early on today, but we thank God for uh, just being here. We thank him for who he is and what he's done, and we give honor to his name. Our, our scripture uh, passage is coming from Psalms 133 on this morning, uh, what the pastor's subject would be coming from. The entire division of Psalms 133, and there are only three verses, and I won't read them. It says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Amen, amen. Again, we thank God for being here. We'd like to welcome you to Berea Church of God in Christ. We thank God for our uh, visitor on this morning. And I thank God for uh, the pastor and I being here in, in the name of Jesus. And we thank God for each of you that might be watching us this morning. We give all praise and glory to God. We are uh, here and we're here in Berea Church of God in Christ. We're located at 16067 Highway 72, Rogersville, Alabama. So anytime you get a chance to, come on by and see us. But we just thank God on today. We're going to go forward in our service. We will endeavor not to keep you long uh, on today. But uh, we're going to introduce our pastor this time. And he's going to come. Uh, after uh, we should hear a selection, a uh, sermonic selection. And it's none other than uh, Pastor Reginald Boswell. And we just thank God for him being here and how the Lord has sent him here to Berea. We're just asking on this morning that you give him your prayers, your amens, your attention, whatever. Uh, is If you're online, type in uh, whatever you need to any prayer requests or questions or, or whatever you need. We just thank God for him on today and we're going to uh, hear him after we should have heard the selection on this morning. Let's say amen for him as he comes.
honor honor God today we welcome our guests yes. so happy to see you this morning and we have a wonderful lesson on you for today not a lesson but a sermon right. <laughs> okay lessons are Wednesday night so we just thank God for you and for my aunt Ann Jones also who's also watching but we just thank God for the uh, people of God and um, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit today amen everyone has a spirit you know we have a spirit so your spirit and my spirit are two different entities, correct? Yes. Her spirit and your spirit are two different entities. Yeah. But God is a spirit. The scripture says that God is a spirit. And we're going to talk about the spirit of God today. Amen? Amen? And the title of this message is The Holy Spirit, The Great Unifier. All right. You know, today is so much... Um, I'm just going to cut the preliminaries and just go right into the sermon. Uh, so, um, you know, so much division today in the world, um, and everything is so divisive. You turn on the news, you got Republicans against Democrats, black against white, rich against poor, mother against, it's so divisive today. And you always hear people saying, how can we work together? How can we come together as one? And the solution is right in the Bible. God, the Holy Spirit, is the great unifier. All right. That's my sermon lesson. So in this day and age, we're just going to bring that out. So many people today have gone off script, you know, and there's so many things that a person can be involved in. It's easy to say, I, can, I don't agree with everything that he says or I don't agree with everything that she says well that's true for everybody you don't agree with everything anybody says I don't care if it's your mother or your pastor or your, your sister or your brother two people don't agree on every single thing so to say that is somewhat a cop out amen so when you say I don't agree with everything that everyone says then that's true for everybody. So we need to come together on one thing. Right. And that one thing is that God is the Lord and Savior. Yes. Amen. Yes. So once we come together on that, then um, other things we can work out. Mm -hmm. So the scripture that we're going to read today is in Psalms of uh, the 133rd division, chapter, uh, verses 1 through 3. I'm going to have my lovely wife, First Lady Carolyn Boswell, read that for us today. Okay. Psalms 133, 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Verse 2. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments. Verse 3, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Amen. So Psalm 133 is talking about a priest, Aaron. 
Amen. And it says here that uh, the oil, the precious ointment, which is represented of the, whole, the anointing oil. It said it ran upon his head and ran down his beards, beard, sorry, and even to the skirts of his garments. Yeah. Okay, so this represents unity. How precious and how how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Yes. So if we focus on what brings us together, we become better. So we need to focus on God. Yes. One family. One family represents the brethren that dwell together in unity. We have one life, one God, one church, one mission, one agenda. So we need to focus on the oneness instead of being divided with certain entities. There is only one human race. Amen. But it's divided into different countries, different nationalities, different peoples, different skin colors, but it's only one human family. So when we focus on that one, then we can become united because we all try to work together to strive a common good. However, when things get messed up is when we try to um, get more than another person. When we get greedy. The Bible says the the love of money is the root of all evil. And it's, 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 it's money, but it's mammon. Mammon is the wealth, the power that you get from money. That the, 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 you get over another person, so you get control of a person. The love of that is the root of all evil. Yeah. The love of getting power and wealth to be, be better than someone else is the root of all evil. But we need to look out for one another as we look out for ourselves. Amen? Amen? The scripture says to dwell, to live together in unity. To dwell together in the unity. To be together in unity. It's like the precious ointment that upon the head that ran down his beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. Now this is pictures of priests. Aaron was a priest. of the. He's a Levitical priest. And he had his whole um, robe on. He had an ephod, which is a priestly uh, garment and a, 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 a breastplate that the priest wore. And he had his belt. He had his tassels, a whole priestly uniform. Amen. So the anointing, it's like when you pour water or if you pour oil, if you pour anything on you, it gets on every bit of you. It gets on your head. It gets on your chest. It gets on your on your um, your thighs on down to your feet. Imagine pouring some water on somebody's head and it skipped his whole chest, and then it, then his thighs got wet. Or pouring oil on a person's head and the hair didn't get wet, but the shoulders get wet. That's out of order, right? That doesn't work in nature, right? right. So this is what happens when division comes about. Because we pick and choose what is better. Amen. But if you drink water, it's going to go down your esophagus and hit your stomach and get, it's going to nourish all parts of your body. So the human family should be nourished together. You shouldn't skip a person because of what religion he is. You shouldn't skip a person because of what color he is. You shouldn't skip a person because of what a background or economical or how much money that person has. Mm -hmm. 
you shouldn't say that person is better because that person comes from uh, Tennessee. I'm from Tennessee. No, we are all one. We are all should be treated as one. Yes. Amen? Amen? So this is, the Holy Spirit is the great unifier. So the, the anointing, what God does, he's not a, he's not a, um, a respecter of persons, but we respect people. Because a person has more money, we give them more honor. We give them more, they're lifted up in our eyes. So this becomes a point of disunification. So the oil represents empowerment by God. The anointing represents an empowerment by God. When you hear that term anointing, it just means when you're between a rock and a hard place, and you don't know which way to turn, if you got a bill that's due tomorrow and you don't have any means of coming, of paying that bill, that's being stuck between a rock and a hard place. Well. So what God does is give you the anointing to fix that situation. Not only to relieve that situation, but to remove you from being in that type of circumstance again. That's the purpose of the anointing. Mm -hmm. and, what, and, and when you have the anointing, it doesn't pick and choose. Because anybody can help you. It doesn't pick and choose. You look at a person and say, oh, that person, I don't think that. No, you don't, you don't know it. It says that the strength is ordained out of the mouth of babes. Because what a babe does, what a young person does, what a child does is tell you the truth. If your breath stinks, a child will tell you. An adult wouldn't do that, right? So many times Jesus said you have to be like a little child. Yes. Amen. Because of this reason. Because you, you, won't, you don't pick and choose. You don't say, okay, um, that's my friend over there. But the parent says, you can't play with him because he's not our race. But a child don't understand that a child is taught that. And this is what God does. He brings us to think as children of God to, to take away all those divisions. But as long as we're, long as we're trying to, to pick this one and pick that one, then we will never be unified. Right. Amen. So how could you be a Democrat and a pro-choice at the same time? You can't do it. It's hard. You could, but, you know, this is how they get you. There's so many divisions within the divisions, within the divisions. And before you know it, you can't agree with anything that no one else says. If you could pick anybody in the world on a platform today, it's going to be something that you don't agree with that person about. So when the things that divide us are given preeminence in your stance in life, it stifles the power of God to bring you out victorious. It stifles when you when when you give these things preeminence. When you say um, my fraternal organization is better than yours, my frat is better than yours, my sorority is better than yours, my family is better than yours. This causes a, a rift. I got a story to tell. It's uh, John. We're gonna go to John, the chap the verse um, chapter John, John um, chapter one. In verse 6 and I want you to get that and read that because this is an important scripture that we're going to um, go down for the rest of this um, sermon 
going to talk about this man, John. Could you read that for me? St. John 1, 1, 1 and 6. Yes. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Amen? Now, if you're a man, just take John's name out and put your name in there. If you're a woman, take out man and put woman, and then put your name in the name. So, let's say, there was a man sent from God, and his name was Eric. His name was Benjamin. His name was Tyler. Or you could say, there was a woman sent from God and her name was Mary, or her name was Josephine, or her name was Elizabeth. So you can say, this is you. This is you. Now let's go into what John is, who John is. Okay? Now, in verse, we'll go back to verse 1. Now, John is. You have the Gospels. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? John is the last Gospel. But John is not a non-synoptic Gospel because it's not written as the first three. It's a different type. It's not the different paradigm. So John, the first chapter, in verse 6, he says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is the book of John who's writing this through the inspiration of God, but it is not John he's talking about. He's not talking about himself. He's talking about another John. Okay? So John is writing about John, but John the Apostle, Apostle is writing about John the Baptist. Amen? So he thought this person was so important to put this person in the first chapter of his book of the gospel. So John writes about John the Baptist in the scripture. We must discern which John is being referred to. When you read your Bible and you hear the John in there, you need to know. Are they talking about John the Baptist or are they talking about John the Apostle? Uh, and we will say not even a good, not even a scholar, but a normal person Anybody on the, anybody should know the difference between John the Apostle and John the Baptist when you open your Bible. Now, if you don't know, you need to read the context around that. And if you still don't know, you need to study more. Amen? Study to show yourself approved the, um, that, that your work is, is um, approved of God. Amen? That's not the scripture, but it, it, it's true. So, there was a man. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was the word was with God, and the word was God. This is John chapter 1, verse 1. So 1. John chapter 1, verse 1 represents unity. Unity represents when you see one is unified, it's one. You know, I used to I used to be a tutor years ago. My neighbor came to me and said, uh, my daughter needs help. And I helped her with her math, and she said something that stuck in my mind all these years. She was 11 years old, and she said she didn't like the number 11. And I, I said, why don't you like the number 11? And she looked up at me and said, because it's like a colony of ones. 
one should be alone. I thought that was so profound for a young kid to say that to me. So that stuck in my mind. But one is alone. One means unity. So this is um, the same was in the beginning with God. No matter how you cut it, divide it or separate the nations, God was one in the beginning. He was unified. Verse 3 says, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So you hear people talk about this God, that God, um, you know, all over in France or in Europe and Russia, wherever you want to go, South America, everybody has a God, right? But what makes God God is because God is the creator. God with a big G. You know, years ago in the 18th centuries, if you own an estate, they called you Lord. Lord Bunkingham, Lord this, Lady this. That's where you get the lady from. And Lord, you know, Lord, they call Jesus Lord. So, and, and, and even go back to the Greek days, if you had a lot of power, they called you God. And in the scripture, it says we are as gods, but that is a small g. You are God has given you a piece of himself. Amen. You are a spirit. God is a spirit. What separates us from the animals is because we have a part God up in us. But we are not the spirit of God. We are not the big G. The big G is the creator. Yes. Amen. So that's what distinguishes us from him. Right. We are gods. We are spiritual. We have a spirit, but we are the small G. Amen. We have the same power. We can speak and make a thing be done. We can speak things into existence. That's the power of God that resides in us. Okay, let me get back on task. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. You know, in the beginning, everybody knows this scripture, even that baby in the back. Uh, in the beginning was the word. Okay, <laughs> so cute. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. You ever heard that? You heard that before, right? Yeah, okay. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yes. Right? And he said what? Let there be what? Light. So God said, let there be light. But he wasn't talking about the sun. He was talking about this light. He was talking about the light that's in verse 3. When he says, um, no, in verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Let there be light. God said, let there be light. And then later on, he created the sun. The sun he called the lesser light. The lesser light light to rule by day and the moon he called no the sun he called the greater light and the rule by day and the moon was the lesser light to move by night the sun was a greater light amen to rule by day and the moon was the lesser light to move rule by night but previous to that he said let there be light so this light was not the sun this light is mentioned in John 14 6 Jesus said unto him I am the way the truth and the life. So Jesus is the life. Jesus is the light that was created. That 
God created before the sun. And that is the light. That's the light and that's the life that he wants to breathe into us. And when he breathes that into us, we're able to be unified and be able to not become a prejudiced or a, a racist uh, person because that's not God. How could you be a Christian and be a racist at the same time? It's, in, it's not godly. It's a lie. It's not the light of God. Amen? So, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. So this man, John, this is, our, our, this is really the subject of our sermon, John. See, John was a man who was, who was uh, born, his mother was well in age when he was born. Amen? So, just for him to be born was a miracle. It doesn't say, I think it's, uh, tradition says she was 80 years old, something like that. But she had a baby. And his name was John. John. And John was um, came to be a witness, to bear witness of the light. He came to bear witness to the light. And John, he was actually Jesus' cousin. Because Elizabeth and Mary were cousins. And Elizabeth was the mother of John and Mary was the mother of Jesus. Yes. Amen. So that so but John was came came to bear witness to the light. Yeah. John came to bear witness to the light. And John, the reason why I brought him up is because John was ordained to be a prophet. And when you are a prophet, you are anointed by God. And when you are anointed by God, you don't have a division of putting one person over another. Because you, because what a politician does, a politician does, he or she speaks according to their constituents. They represent the people, but a prophet represents God. And a, defi a definition of a prophet is a mouthpiece for God, meaning they speak for God. But if, if you speak from for God, you cannot choose one person better than the other person you cannot choose someone because they have money and treat them better than a bum or a person who is homeless All right. so a person who is homeless they you got to look at the best in them as a, just as well as a person who lives on the lake in the biggest mansion at the lake and you're in their a prophet's eyes he tells them the same thing so John was was to bear witness to Jesus. And it was funny thing, John went around baptizing people, that's why he got his name, the Baptist. But the funny thing about John is John was a martyr. See, a martyr is a person who gets killed during their job that's not comfortable. But their job is to tell the truth. And many people, they would rather be quiet or not tell the truth. But I'm not telling you to be a prophet because God calls you to be a prophet. But a prophet's job is to speak the truth to powerful people. No matter where the chips lie, they may lose their job, they may lose their fortune, they may lose whatever. But that's a prophet's job. And many prophets get killed. But the whole, to bring this thing up, John... He was anointed to be a prophet. 
And this prophet is a person who tells the truth. It doesn't skip when you have the anointing. It does. It just goes down wherever, wherever shoe fits. That's where it is. But God gives them that responsibility to do that. Amen. So, in this divisive age, we need to be unified, and we need to recognize when a person is telling the truth. When a person is, when a person is, um, when a person is with God, and don't be swayed because from the opinions of others, because they don't agree with a certain party or they don't agree with. If they are telling the truth aligned with the Bible, then. It's not good to speak against that person because we don't want to be on the wrong side of history. So I just thank God for this message and um, I want to go a little bit further into it, but I think I'm going to hold off right there and just um, tell you leave, you, leave you with this, that if God calls you to do something, there was a man called by God whose name was John if God calls you to do something then you need to do it whatever it is it may not be anybody on your team it may not be anybody pushing for you it may not be even anybody encouraging you to do it but if God tells you to do it then it's best to do it because that way you're anointed and God will give you power he will give you strength he will supply your needs and you will you will go further than if you didn't do it. Especially if you're young. Because when you're young, you're able. You're able to do th more. You're given strength to do things. When you're older, you, you're, you have less, you have more wisdom, but you have a, a less of ability to change. So we want to just say to you what God tells you to do. I advise you to do. Amen? Let's give God a hand. So at this time, we're going to um, go on with our service, but we're going to pause our recording at this time. So I'm just going to come down. Praise God. We was um, recording this. just want to praise God right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God is in the building right now. He's in the building. We want, we want to just tell you to just focus on God. Amen. Just focus on the Lord. Amen. We get a song. focus on God for one moment just take two minutes out your day just focus on God now if you need anything from God if you need anything from God just think deeply just think 
in your mind and just think is if any if there was anything that you needed from God just think about that thing right now continue to dwell on that thing Lord we're going to pray now this is called the desire of your heart and we're going to pray in a minute that God grants you the desire of your heart We want you to continue to think on that because the thing might change. I mean, one thing, not many, not two. Let's think one thing. Let's think of one thing. We talked about unity. Because many things are twigs. Many things are branches. But if you think about a tree, it has one trunk and many branches. You might be concerned with a branch. You might be concerned with a leaf. You might be concerned with something that's somewhat trivial. But think about a major thing. If that thing was changed in your life, how everything else would change. And let's focus on that and say, that's the desire of my heart for today. And I'm going to pray for that desire. I'm going to pray for that desire. That desire might be to give your life to God, to become a better person. But we need to focus on ourselves. And I want to pray for you today. I want to pray that God gives you the de desire of your heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you right now. We thank you right now. At first, we want to ask if anyone wants to give their life to God. If anyone wants to, if anyone who's not saved, saved means if you have thoughts that are not godly thoughts, and you, you know that you're not saved because you know when you are saved. And when you're saved, that means that you're in a good relationship with God. If you're not in a good relationship from, with God, that means you have enmity. That means an unfriendly disposition. That means that you are God's enemy. So if you want to get saved, this altar is open. This altar is open. And if you want to get saved, you can come to the altar and I can pray with you. And you can be saved instantaneously like that. But that's the easy part. Coming down is the easy part. The reason we, we ask you to come down is because a salvation is a public declaration. You, you make a public declaration because once you, you stand and you make a public declaration and say, I want to walk with Jesus with my life. So that means if you're ashamed of God, that means at the end of your life when you go meet God, then he will be ashamed of you. So we don't need to be ashamed that we follow God. Amen. So if you're saved, great. Give yourself a hand. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for, for these people who came out today, God. We thank you, God, for this church. We thank you, God, for the mission. We thank you, God, for blessing 
each and every person who came out, each and every person under the sound of my voice, we pray God's blessing upon their life. God, we just thank you and continue to bless them. And God, give them the desire of their heart. God, give them not to give up. Give them to be strong and courageous in the name of Jesus. We just thank you for it right now. And we pray for unity in the spirit in this place. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for joining us today. We just have our offering. If you have an offering, we'd like to prepare that offering at this time. So glad that you came out today. So we're going to prepare our offering. If you have your offering, please stand. We're just going to pray for the offering before you come around. Father God, we just thank you for this offering that we're about to uh, take. And God, we ask you that this offering be used for the upbuilding of your kingdom in the spirit realm, God, that we may be able to do your work. For we know that the devil is defeated. Somebody say the devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. Is he defeated? <laughs> the devil is defeated. Amen. Amen. Our, amen. So the devil is defeated and we are the victorious. Amen. So you have your offering come right around at this time. Your blessings count one by one. Amen. God has done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. Amen. So, actually, we are so glad to see you. We're not entertainers. We are worshipers of the true and living God. So we lo just love God. We love to worship him. And we're, ju you're, we're just, wit you're just witnessing someone who's obedient to God. Amen. And we just want everyone to be that way. Amen. So we just thank God for you. And at this time, um, if you would like to, um, if this is your first time. Um, we'd like you to stand and please get your name and where you're from. Nice to see you, Sherry. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, my name is Josue. Um, Destiny's my wife. And we're also here in Rogersville. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Wife. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. What's up? When, when did you guys get married? Uh, three years ago. Oh, three years ago? Okay. I didn't, okay, because... Okay. Amen. Congratulations. So, yeah. So, thank God for you. And um, co please come again. We have um, Wednesday nights at 6.30 is our Bible study. 
which is more of a discussion type thing where we sit, we talk back and forth and stuff like that with scriptures. That starts at 6.30 on Wednesdays. And um, we're on Facebook on Tuesdays at noon for prayer. If you have any prayer requests, you can um, call or drop it in that box or and we can, or just join us online and, or DM the pastor or first lady and we can honor those prayer requests. So um, if all hearts and minds are clear, um, anything else? Just want to say, I, I appreciate everybody for being here today, too, and glad to see you. But we started a little bit early today because we, we have to go out of town uh, to Montgomery area uh, to visit uh, the pastor's stepfather. So pray for him. He's had a heart attack, so keep him in your Yeah, stroke. You told me heart attack. Okay, yeah, stroke. Sorry. <laughs> I know he had a stroke before, but you told me heart attack. But anyway, pray, keep them in your prayers. Um, and but we uh, normally start. We do start at ten thirty, uh, and we do worship uh, for about twenty minutes, and then we go into uh, the, the preach word. So uh, we changed a little bit. Those that been here before, <laughs> we changed a little bit. So uh, that's why we're getting out a little earlier, whatever. But we do praise God for you, and we want to, if you. Would the visitors give, uh, fill out a card for us, and before you leave, uh, just want to keep in touch when we can. Thank God for seeing you all again. It's just a blessing. <laughs> Amen. So, any heart, all hearts and minds clear? Anybody want to say anything? Anybody want to got a prayer request or a testimony? All right, all hearts and minds are clear. Please stand for dismissal. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for um, the people who came out today. We ask you to bless their, their prayer requests to you that they gave to you in private. And God, we ask you to continue to bless this ministry, bless our Rogersville family. And God, continue to look over us as we go to and fro throughout this earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed.
Thank you. 